0: WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Dynasty Tradecast on the RotoViz Radio Network. Brought to you, of course, by Blue Wire. My name is Dan Sanio, and I'm going to hop back into the hosting duties, the, the official ask the questions, uh, try to lead us to a path of success, even though usually it's failure. Uh, that's why the person across from me on my lovely television screen here normally does the leading because he could lead anybody to water and
2: make them drink. Nathan Powell, how are you doing this evening? I am lovely Dan Saneo. I'm I'm ready to start this series that we came up with eight minutes ago. I'm, I'm excited. That's what we do. We do it best. I, I've been I was thinking about it today, thinking
1: about kind of, of how chaotic or or weird the quarterback landscape is, because I feel like we've had a really big influx of young, what should be talent at the position but it it just feels like the same old guys, like the same top 12, 13, 14 every year now. And, you know, occasionally we get that extra bump in there, but it it just feels so, so steady at the top. And a lot of these guys that people had high expectations for aren't really doing things. Some guys that are way overperforming, potentially could not have a job next season. So I, I think, I think it's, it's a good time to start this transition kind of as we are a dynasty show into kind not necessarily off season format but stuff that's maybe a little bit more actionable down the road but something that you can get a head start on so we we've got a couple of things pulled up here one thing i do want to mention uh we we try to keep rotoviz tools implemented into our show as much as possible obviously because this is a rotoviz show but something as basic as a point summary as an easy place to go to see how many points guys are scoring where you can sort the list you can do all of this stuff so if you go to rotoviz.com. you click on the the drop down tabs at the top it says in season and then you'll look and you'll see nfl fantasy summary you can sort it by weeks you can sort it by position they have different scoring applications all sorts of different stuff it's wonderful it makes it really easy to do an activity like this where we want to be able to compare points and adp and kind of put that all together and and kind of figure out what we want to do with these guys. And, and maybe we're, maybe we're missing something or, or we missed something along the way where we were watching games, but we didn't necessarily see these guys putting up these points. So Nathan, have
2: have you ever dove in and and seen this application before on the site? I, I have not. I always go to my random, uh, you know, fantasy website that I use and go to the top performance player stats, but I will tell you, there are a lot of critiques of that website and mainly it's the interface. The interface on the RotoViz Fantasy Points app is sexy. It It is about as clean as
1: it gets. It's super easy to use. The points are right there. You don't have to go chasing down reports and finding different things. Everything is is right there. So we are going to do some QB report cards. We're going to talk about guys all over the board. We don't have any particular way we listed this. It's just guys we find interesting that we wanted to talk about and maybe give you some, some extra thoughts on them as well. So we're going to start out with somebody that I was kind of touting all off season, a guy that is kind of perennially undervalued, you know, and he's got all the weapons you could ask for an offensive line. That's been playing much better as of late. And that of course is Kirk cousins currently in PPR scoring, which for quarterbacks, pretty much all the scoring is the same unless you're going with some crazy outlier scoring, but he's QB nine. And, and to be honest, didn't feel like he was being drafted anywhere near QB nine for most of the offseason, Most of any of the last few years, he's what 33, 32 years old, something like that. He's got an elite young wide receiver and Justin Jefferson. He still has what it's continuing to be a very productive Adam Thielen. Uh, obviously Delvin cook on the sideline now, but still have Del- Delvin cook there. Nathan is, is, was Kirk kind of someone that just kind of slipped through because of like the whole COVID business and maybe Minnesota's offense wasn't going to be what we thought, or is it just something that we got wrong or some people got wrong?
2: Well, Kirk cousins for most of his career, especially his career with Minnesota, he's perennially been a guy he's cheaper than his fantasy points. We talk about that year after year with these veterans that they're consistently being drafted below where they are scoring. And currently in November ADP, Uh, Kirk Cousins is going at QB 22. Uh, I could have guaranteed you Kirk Cousins was going to score higher than QB 22. And yes, I know there's age and yada, 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 but Kirk Cousins is the QB 11 in points per game, QB nine in in points overall. And the main concern with him entering the season was, is Mike Zimmer just going to give Cousins and Madison 35 carries a game? And that hasn't really been the case. I I think that is partially due to Donald Cook injuries. And it's partially due to game script where the Vikings, like, they've played some poor games and they've been behind in some games. So with Cousins as a fantasy asset, I would say, and, like, I'm not from the report card standpoint – I am not saying this based off, like, obviously, in terms of value, he's an A+. He's almost, you know, he's QB 11 when he was drafted at QB 22. That's value that you, you know, you can't, you know, diss. But I could have told you in September that was going to happen, that he was going to be like a top 15 quarterback. So I will give Kirk Cousins a very solid B. I'm going to give him a B because he he hasn't done anything that I wasn't expecting him to do. But he hasn't underperformed either. So that's why I think he has a solid B there.
1: Well, let let me help you upgrade your what should be an obvious A, because Kirk Cousins has been a QB one 73% of the time, according to Rotoviz's weekly stat explorer this season. That's impressive. He's only had one game where he wasn't a QB two or better. So 91% of the time, he's a QB one or a QB two, which. I mean, that should be the case for Kirk
2: Cousins,
1: but 73% of the time he's a QB one that, and when we're talking about a November ADP of QB 22, there's absolutely no way that should be the case. I mean, somebody like Ryan Tannehill, who we may or may not talk about a little bit later on is going at QB 18. That to me is, is absolutely awful. Uh, and to be completely honest with you, I'm taking above Justin Fields and Trey Lance. I, I get the the youthful, you know, the upside, all of that. I'm taking him over Trevor Lawrence, believe it or not. I probably wouldn't take him over Mac Jones because I feel like New England has something figured out with, with Dink and Dunk Mac. Um, but But Cousins is, I mean, he's got a clean line to all of the fantasy points. So I think Kirk, based on performance against his ADP, is one of the easiest values we've had in a long time. And it's kind of been the same few guys that keep doing this. It's like a Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, uh, what used to be Matt Ryan was always like this, where you're getting QB one value for, for low-end QB two prices. And it's honestly, it's, just a, it's kind of a no-brainer, especially if you like to load up on position players first before you attack that quarterback position. Okay, so we will slide into probably the most controversial quarterback on this list uh, and in the entire quarterback landscape, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts. Nathan, I mean, we know the rushing upside is there. We've always known it was there. That is his bread and butter. We see him throw the football, and it almost looks like no one's ever asked him to throw a football before. So. What are you doing and what are you kind of hoping in the future with Jalen Hurts?
2: Yeah, I think we found out pretty quickly and something that we were probably projecting before the season was as long as Jalen Hurts is the starter, he's going to be good for fantasy. And that has been the case. And he doesn't have, or at least prior to the Minshew trade, he had no real backup. He had Joe Flacco. Now he has Minshew, but Minshew hasn't sniffed the field at all. But uh, Jalen Hurts, he is at QB4 overall in scoring and QB7 in points per game. And in terms of his dynasty value, it's just – it's very hard to, you know, really project him as a long-term starter. And that's not because of his age. Obviously, he's, you know, uh, in his second year. But his ability in positive game script situations – has shown to be minimal like it's taking until you get into that negative negative game script where you know you're down a bunch of points where he is you know eating up that garbage time a la Blake Bortles in 2014 2015 um so i do worry about the long-term sustainability of his production but it's still like as long as he's playing he's good so in terms of his grade for the 2021 season i will give him a c plus he hasn't cemented his legacy as the quarterback of the future some some may say he has I don't agree with that but he's been very good for fantasy so if if he had shown a little bit more ability in the in outside of garbage time he could get himself into the bb plus area but I just don't have much faith long term because of how poor he has played without the garbage time
1: well and and actually being under center and asking to be asking to throw the football he's he's been completely miserable and to be honest, he's completely destroyed that offense. It's either Jalen hurts or it's nothing. And that is not at least how I would assume is not how a front office wants their quarterback room to be to be kind of operating is, well, he can run. So let's just hope that works. Now you have a running back room that's getting absolutely nothing. Uh, a very promising wide receiver in Devonta Smith, who has been hot and cold, pretty much alongside, uh, Jalen Hurts, whenever he decides he wants to try to make a couple throws and and Devont is on the other side of that, but um, one kind of surprising because he has been scoring so high, but he does have three games over 30 points in standard PBR uh, scoring. He's actually a QB one less uh, fewer amounts of times than Kirk Cousins. One one less time, one fewer game under uh, in that point threshold, so I think Obviously, where he was being, you know, where he was being drafted versus uh, his ADP and, and now his point outlook, he, he, in my opinion, was a redraft asset. I didn't think he would make it the year. I also didn't think that the Eagles would go and get Gardner Minshew. So I, I think there's a better chance Minshew starts more games next year than Jalen Hurts. Um, You're still on this
2: train? <laughs> I don't
1: I, know about I, that. Dan. Jalen Hurts is terrible. Like I get, he's a really good athlete. He can run fast. Awesome. The Eagles are going to be bad. As long as Jalen hurts is their quarterback. I would love to see him transition to a wide receiver or a running back role and like actually do that because he could be useful, but he is not a quarterback. He is horrible. Like people were like, Oh, he's going to be kind of like Lamar Jackson. Even though Lamar Jackson threw like 19 interceptions this week, Lamar Jackson is worlds better as a thrower. So I would say D plus for Jalen Hurts because he's real bad. I had small hopes. He's the QB four. He's the QB four. Bad. I'm talking about future. I, I like. I get all of this, but the the future is not bright for Jalen Hurts. Um, as far as just getting the points, obviously. But I mean, think about if think about if he wasn't able to run, then uh, obviously this, we'd be having a very very different conversation. So, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I would assume on his way out. Obviously very, very useful for the time being, but uh, I would be looking elsewhere if people are going to be offering you top 10 QB pricing on someone like Jalen Hurts, I, I am definitely taking that and running. Okay, we will move on to our uh, first and probably only rookie on this list. I, I mentioned him a little bit earlier, referred to him as Dinkin Dunk Mac. That would be Mac Jones, New England's pa- New England Patriots, kind of lucked into uh, kind of what we all maybe thought would happen. and and Mac, I would say has been good. I don't think he necessarily has been great, but he's pretty much just doing what New England's asking of him. Uh, a, a lot of a lot of short work. Uh, but that that makes sense for what New England has from the playmaker standpoint. He is QB 15 overall uh i think that's probably fair you know he's right there with someone like joe burrow
2: dan dan are you sitting down for this he's qb 15 overall he is qb 26 in points per points game, per game. Yep. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but that's the thing he's he's dinkin dunk he's still a rookie they have zero weapons outside of the running backs but obviously that's not going to do a whole lot for uh, for mac jones from the throwing standpoint he's been he's been fine he's He's protected the ball decently well. He's only got eight picks versus 16 touchdowns. And I think that's more than reasonable, especially for a rookie.
2: And and, and the the Pats like to run in the red zone. He's not getting a ton of of passing opportunities in that red zone. Very true. And he's
1: going value-wise right with Kirk Cousins. I think that's two quarterbacks that are being severely undervalued and should be leapfrogging quite a few of these guys. I, I don't know how Mac Jones is still going behind Trey Lance and Justin Fields. He should be equally valued with Trevor Lawrence at the very, very least. Uh, I mean, situationally, this is massive. So what are you doing with with Mac Jones here, Nathan? And, And do we think that some improvement maybe with pass catchers is going to lead for a huge leap? Or are we kind of always going to be stuck with this dink and dunk type quarterbacking?
2: No, I think that he'll he'll evolve as a quarterback. He'll get better in years two and three his his floor is showing that he's very very good that he's going to be you know i said jalen hurts hasn't proven he's the quarterback of the future in philly mac jones is clearly the quarterback of the future in new england if that was any sort of a doubt um he he's he's a future nfl starter he's a current nfl starter and for me in in fantasy and dynasty that safety like when you're talking about the conversation between mac jones and trevor lawrence i'm still leaning trevor lawrence but i like the safety of mac jones so much that like it's getting a lot closer than anyone expected you know in june july august like this is getting crazy so while i i do think that to an extent we do try and hype up his rookie season a little bit from a stats pr- perspective he's been fine you know he's not he's not you know winning you any championships in 2021 but that doesn't mean he's not going to in 2022 so that's why and and on my report card mac jones is getting an a He's not getting an A-plus because he's not winning you a championship, but he's pretty dang good.
1: Yeah, again, based on where he was going in rookie drafts and and startups, the sorts, it's hard not to give him an A. And it, like you said, he's he's almost guaranteed, almost locked in as the quarterback of the future. And when you consider the price to acquire quarterbacks, especially in Superflex and, and two QB leagues, this is is important it's impressive you have to be able to get in and find guys that i've have high floors and capable ceilings i don't think mac jones has the highest ceiling of of any of the rookies i don't even think it's close but he most definitely has the highest floor and i don't think that's close and to be honest his floor and and you know someone like say trey lance's ceiling are miles and miles and miles apart but trey lance justin fields and trevor lawrence's floor are all just approaching zero. Uh we, we've seen nothing and Zach Wilson as well, who his ceiling and floor are, are pretty much the same number is about 0.2. Uh <laughs> that's that's not uh, not looking good. But yeah I, I mean when Mac when Mac was first starting getting drafted in rookie drafts he was going way way late like 18th round ish uh if I'm remembering correctly and a lot of people didn't have a ton of faith and and now we're just kind of seeing that we were all pretty much wrong. I think Mac most definitely is the quarterback of the future. And we just hope that they add playmakers and pass catchers to, to help him and and maybe open up some downfield passing because I don't think that he can't do it. I just don't think the offense is built to do it the way it stands. So, all right. And that'll wrap up our Mac Jones talk. And before we move on to our next report card, Let's sneak in a quick ad with our lovely, the one and only, Nathan Powell.
2: Well, hello out there in your radio world. This is your host, Nathan Powell, telling you to get involved with Roto-Viz. You heard these stats, these fantasy points, fantasy points per game. Got screeners at the yin-yang and the Uh, woo-ha. (laughs) Roto-Viz, RV Radio 2021. If you don't have it yesterday, today, or tomorrow, I'm going to be upset. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be mad. I'm going to be disappointed. So get your rotoViz, your radio on, sport the podcast, do what you got to do, help the kids. It's for the kids.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data,
1: We won't be mad, but we will be disappointed. That is a million times worse. So just go get your subscription. All right, let's move on to everybody's favorite last name uh, because it's super easy to pronounce. One of Nathan's favorites, to of Tagovailoa. He has been playing, I don't necessarily want to say lights out, but he has been playing quite well aside from the Baltimore game and and maybe... Uh, the Buffalo <laughs> game, but <laughs>
2: this is a lot of caveats going on here. <laughs>
1: um, well, the two Buffalo games, he he was well, one of them he got hurt in, I think. Anyways, two has been playing quite well, especially over the last month and a half or so. Uh, when healthy, when on the field, he has looked like he's kind of getting it figured out, and obviously having Jalen Waddle there is is massive. So Nathan, do we think? Do we think Tua has turned a corner here? Do we think that this is uh, a sign of brighter things to come? Or is it maybe, hey, you played the Jets and a, a damaged Carolina Panthers team the last two? That's the only reason.
2: We talk, I've talked a lot about so far about, you know, the future and the prospects. And else. We, we talk about that with Dynasty. It's how it is. And the biggest thing for Tua and Tua's career is the Dolphins are winning games now. I believe they've won four in a row, maybe three in a row, and that is huge for Tua's career. If they had gone like three and thirteen, three and fourteen, four and eighteen, whatever the the math works out to, they're they're drafting a quarterback in the first round. Granted, they, actually they don't have their own pick; they have somebody else's pick. But basically, if Tua didn't work out in 2021, then they're drafting a quarterback. It looks like Tua is starting to put things together. He's not, you know, playing lights out Mahomes or anything like that. But kind of like Mac Jones, he's playing just good enough for his team to win. He's making the plays he he needs to make. He's not going above and beyond, but he's not he's not as poor as as people were you know saying he was earlier on in the twenty twenty one season. So I, I'm big on Tua. I think that the wins have helped his future. Um, you know he's having putting us a, a few solid games together, and now that he's healthy. You know, it is what he, he is, what he is. So he's just below Mac Jones in points per game. 6.8, 16.8 or 16.73. And I think that he has secured his job for at least another year. And some now people are going to say I'm an idiot for saying Jalen Hurts isn't safe. But Tua is. But draft capital. <laughs>
1: well, and, and <laughs> kind of a little a little bonus here when he's playing bad teams and bad defenses, he's quite well. Uh When he's played Jacksonville, Atlanta and New York. He's been a QB one. The other games, we just we won't we won't talk about those. Uh. So yeah, I, I think for fantasy purposes right now, he's been a little bit underwhelming, but I do think he's starting to to move his way into it to get more comfortable. Two is a pocket passer. I don't know why there people like always thought he was going to be out running like Russell Wilson bits and like having six, eight, ten carries a game. That was never to his game. Two is a two as a pocket passer. That that is what he does. So I think as we see him grow, as we see that connection with Jalen Waddell, which is an awesome, awesome combo, and Mike Goseki. And and maybe they bring in a, a capable running back and maybe some other weapons uh end up working out. But uh, I think there is a lot of promise to Tua. And I do think that a quarterback 18 value in November ADP is a little bit light. I feel like you're, you're able to make some swaps, maybe for older guys, get a little bit younger at the position, hope that Miami continues to grow and get better. And uh, you know, I, I do think that that's the case for Tua, that he is going to get better. I still am going to be in that B range but uh, it very well could move into like a B plus a minus if he continues to progress and get better, because it feels like every week he's getting better. He has three games this season where he's completed more than 80% of his passes. That by itself is an impressive feat. Um, so I, I think there's still a pretty darn high ceiling for Tua. I do fear that the floor is a bit low. However, Based on his it's price, r- I'm willing to take. The floor
2: has risen in the last four weeks.
1: For sure, without a doubt, his floor has gone... It, it's gone tenfold, but it's still pretty low. But it was also zero prior to this.
2: Yeah, and as far as my grade, I'll give a B minus with a a very easy opportunity to be a B plus by the end of this year. He has an opportunity to close this this, this you know year off strong, and you know Dolphins are going to the playoffs. Really, they might be on the in the Hutt graphic because the AFC is so bad, Um, but to uh is playing well enough to to secure his future so that's why i put him in the b B minus range i like it i also like the next
1: quarterback i i I like him so much that i'm going to uh preface this with i'm going to have a moderately warm take to finish off the report card segment for cincinnati's own joe burrow joe burrow uh, obviously with the addition of jamar chase Uh, Joe Mixon finally being what we thought Joe Mixon was going to be for the last 15 years. T Higgins still existing Tyler Boyd coming up from the JV roster every once in a while to kick in. Uh, He's looked really, really good. Um, I I guess that's probably not a huge surprise to most. He's, you know, he's just kind of holding his own. He hasn't blown the doors off the place quite yet, but he has been pretty darn consistent A, a couple of bad weeks, but Every quarterback's going to have that, especially coming off of a major injury. So Nathan, are, are we ready to put Joe Burrow up in that elite quarterback rankings or
2: are you still kind of, he's in the second tier? Yeah, I am not ready to put Joe Burrow there. I was ready to put Joe Burrow there on draft day when they drafted Jamar Chase yeah. and Jamar Chase has been great. And T Higgins has been struggling with injuries, but I'll be honest, I was expecting more than, one, two, three, four, four games so far this season above 20 20 fantasy points. I was expecting 20 fantasy points every week. Granted, that might have been an unrealistic expectation, but I was expecting more than a QB 14 overall performance from Joe Burrow in 2021. I do think that, you know, things can work out with how young this receiving core is, but at this stage, like, I was expecting more in 2021. So... I'm going to give him a B minus bordering on a C plus um, because I, I just was expecting more. And maybe you say my, my expectations are unrealistic, but I don't think they are when they have the talent that they have on that roster. I think those expectations are very realistic. I'm going
1: to correct you and tell you that he has six games of 20 points or more and another one at 19.3. Um, I, I, I yeah. Week one. What am I counting? Week one, four, five, oh, six, okay. seven, but,
2: well, eight are all 20 points. Okay. Or more. Well, I'm just, I was just, looking, <laughs> I, I was looking at that other service I was talking about earlier. Cause I couldn't figure yeah. out how to do it on this. Anyways, there you more, go, Dan services. Anyways. Um, he's, he's been a high
1: end QB two low end QB one, pretty much all season. A couple of, of bigger games, uh, mid season, or I guess, best mid mid fantasy season, uh, in Detroit and Baltimore, where he was over 25. Um, obviously, ideally we're looking at those more consistently, uh, and maybe, you know, only missing out on, on big point games, you know, once every three weeks or something like that, getting into that Patrick Mahomes stance. But uh, I, I kind of mentioned that I was going to make a moderately warm take. I have him at the bottom of the top tier. Uh, I think with this offense and the promise he has shown, if he stays healthy, he's got all of the ability and, and, and chance to stay right there with Patrick Mahomes. We need. We need health, obviously, with the pass catchers and Burrow himself. But the consistency is starting to get there. He's had a couple of tough weeks. But, again, he's still young. He had a major injury that he's coming off of. So it, it, at, in 2022, I think there's going to be a genuine conversation at the top with Mahomes, with Kyler Murray, with Justin Herbert, where Joe Burrow is going to belong. And, and he's probably going to be leapfrogging some of those guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not like saying Burrow's bad by any stretch of the imagination. No, I'm no, no. more so more so saying I was I was expecting a peck higher than than QB14, which I don't think is crazy. Sure. No,
1: and again, he's you know, he's had he's had three pretty bad weeks which is which has contributed to that and you know, you don't you want to play that. Well, if you take those games out then you know you can take everybody else's bad games out, but he has been really consistent outside of a couple of of just tough games. So I'm going to give Joe Burrow uh, for right now, a B plus. Uh, I would love to get him an A, but I do think that his price tag being drafted was pretty high. Uh, his ADP remains pretty high, and he's not exactly scoring for for that kind of price tag. But I think the ceiling is is great, and I, I just I want to believe that he's only going to get better.
2: All right, let's go to our last one.
1: Okay, and we are going to uh we're going to finish tonight's quarterback report cards off with the biggest uh I would assume it, the biggest blunder of of everyone's quarterback rankings over the last 12 months give or take and going into 2021 with the assumption that he was going to be pretty cheap points and the only thing he's been is pretty cheap. Ryan Tannehill has done I want to say absolutely nothing. Uh, well, not absolutely nothing. He has been—he's kind of existed, and probably scored more points than than we think. But uh, I'm having a real—he's had two tough good time. weeks. Dan.
2: two, two good weeks, two QB one weeks. That's it. Two.
1: <laughs> I'm just having a real tough time valuing him because he's been kind of consistent. With his point scoring, he's been above 20 points, I think more than Joe Burrow has, but he's not looked good doing it, and these weapons can't stay on the field. He's only been a QB1 twice, like you said, uh, and has never scored a bunch of points. His highest scoring game is 23.9. I just feel like there is no ceiling as far as somewhere to reach. His floor
2: and his ceiling are the same line. He's sure. Just plateaued. I mean, we, we were expecting that coming to the season. We, we were also expecting that floor to be a lot higher. Right.
1: I will say though, with no Derrick Henry, the passing output should be significantly higher. Not having AJ Brown or Hulia it hasn't Jones. Been, though. It's
2: been, ter- he's been terry It's been terrible since Henry
1: left. it been awful because now they can focus on Ryan Tannehill, who is a very mediocre quarterback. He's above replacement level, but uh, I mean, he's he's just He's not great. So this is, this is a tough one because I, I want to believe in what we've, what we saw last year for sure. And obviously having Derek Henry freeze things up in the passing game so much more, but over the last month, he's thrown four touchdowns and six intercept interceptions. And it's been pretty ugly that the game against Houston, where he threw four picks. I'm sorry that, that's one of the worst football games I've ever seen from a, from a single quarterback. Um, but right alongside with what Lamar did this week, but he still won a game. <laughs> so uh, QB wins QB wins hashtag QB wins. So Nathan, I mean, are, are we bailing on Tana Hill? Do you think
2: anybody's even buying? Is he worth yeah, stashing? I mean, that's the problem is like in terms of like a buy sell, like, I guess he'd be a buy, but like not really like, he be a startup buy more than a, a draft or more than a, a trade buy. But even then, like in terms of like my report card, my grade, it's a D. It's a D. Like if my kid brought home a Ryan Tannehill on their report card, I would be rather upset.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be um that that would be not not great. So I I do think there is some future potential, obviously, with Derrick Henry back. His team is very, very different. But I mean, he's being outscored by like Trevor Simeon and and Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke, so it just kind of is what it is. The the one positive since nobody else on his team can stay healthy is that Ryan Tannehill has stayed healthy. He he's played in all of the games and and been there for everything. I think he's, I think he's one of like two or three quarterbacks that have made twelve starts. Obviously, without the bye week, uh, that that factors in there a little bit too. But um. Yeah, I, I would say maybe just best to hold Tannehill and, and hope for greener pastures. But uh, I'm not exactly convinced that he's ever going to be uh, a QB one where he was at one point being valued. I, I do think he's scoring somewhat close to that as a uh, overall points perspective, but week to week he's uh, he's very mediocre. So Ryan Tannehill for me is going to be a C minus, even though he's scoring okay. I I just I just feel like the ceiling's not there for him to be uh, worthy of a higher grade. Okay, well, we we thank you for listening us to uh, to the blabber and and talking QBs. We're we're probably going to maybe do this every other week, maybe do it consistently, get some report cards going. We'll talk about other positions uh, and kind of lead us closer to the offseason where we can really start di- diving into rookie content and maybe some Debbie stuff. Uh, we've got we've got endless opportunities, but we would love to hear uh, of ideas from you guys as well. So we you don't think we're you're getting bored listening to us
2: talk about the same thing all the time. Absolutely. Dan just needs to get his Brian Kelly takes off. So he just he's desperate to get him off. Going to need those Brian Kelly <laughs> takes.
1: All right, kids, uh, be good. Stay safe. Nathan, hit him with the outro.
2: Cardoosh.